the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He's been recognized as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings nearly 40 years of experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. If it's the first time you heard the show, hey, welcome aboard. If you've heard the show before, you, you kind of know the format. The first part of the show, we talk about estate planning and elder law. And the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in tax we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court, avoiding probate, and as far as elder law is concerned, trying to save assets from nursing home bills. And as you know, usually we have one of our attorneys help us with the comments at the beginning and today we have one of our semi-regulars nicole donnelly welcome back nicole hello hello everyone always a pleasure to be here okay so what do you want to bring up or what what's the question we're talking about now i think we've touched on this before but we've never actually gone into detail of the horrendous things that happen when husband and wife do not have power of attorney for each other So I know we've said that there is no automatic right to sign for each other if one spouse gets sick. But what is the actual protocol that the spouse has to go through in order to gain control and make decisions for the spouse that she probably has been making decisions for forever? Yeah, well, assume and and I mean, let's get back to the basic on this. There's no automatic right in New York for husband and wife to sign each other's name. Some people say, well, I, I don't need a power of attorney. We're married. I can sign my husband's name. No. There's no automatic right between husband and wife to sign each other's name. That's what we'd like in planning in advance. We'd like to sign a babater. So if one party gets has a stroke, gets in a car accident, the other party can sign his or her name and be able to conduct business in a competent manner. And it's extremely important because let's say we have the one person, they have a stroke, uh, they they can't mentally communicate, you know, not to the point where they're, they're not able to communicate at all. And let's say you have a house and you want to do something with the house. Maybe you want to sell it. You were planning to move to, to Florida or whatever. 
you can't sell the house unless both members of the couple sign the, the deed. And if that's the case, if that happens, the other spouse has to go to court to get a guardian appointed. And going through court is not an easy process. You're paying for your own lawyer. You're paying for a court evaluator. You may be paying for a court-appointed lawyer for the person who's incapacitated. Um, it could get very expensive, and it could take time. And, you know, like six months could go with nothing happening. Just one lawyer asks for an adjournment, another lawyer asks for an adjournment, somebody puts in a report, and it could easily take six months. In some cases, it could take years, especially if the family doesn't get along and they're not cooperating. But even if they do cooperate, there are cases, you know, this is one of, one of the matters I bring up in our seminars, a case from some years back. But a man, 62 years old, had a stroke. He had uh, a, a plan. He had substantial assets in his name alone because he had it from his work. And he had a stroke, and he didn't have a PAV attorney. He was 62. 62 is relatively young in today's world. And his wife had to go to court in order to apply for Medicaid. Because if he had you know, a few hundred thousand dollars in the, in the plan in his name alone, and if it was not... You know, even if you have an IRA, it's not technically an asset for Medicaid, but you have to put it in payout status. And to put that in payout status, you need somebody's signature. And if the person's not competent, who's going to sign? You have to go to court. It's up to the judge to allow that. And one, I know a lady that, again, her husband was 62, didn't have a power of attorney. You can't blame him. Today's world, 62 is very young. But she had to go to court, and it took her 11 months to get a court order to transfer the assets from husband and wife to wife. And in today's world, nine months, you're paying $16,000 a month to the nursing home. So how much is that in math? Way more than anybody should be paying. But let's go to this comment, which is one that I love. Doesn't the judge feel bad? Won't they hurry it up because they know that I have to pay this amount of money? What do you say to the people that think the judge feels bad, Mr. Connors? Well, I hate to say it, but the court system is, you know, it is blind. Justice is blind. And nobody seems to care. And remember, before you get to a judge, the judge may care. But before you get to the judge, you got to go through a half dozen clerks. And the clerks don't really seem to care. And, you know, because they're dealing with people that are crying, upset all the time. And, you know, it's, it's one of the problems in surrogates court. Somebody dies, people are upset. But the court clerks are dealing with this every day of the week, and they have to have, like, some kind of immunity to, you know, crying people or whatever, and it, it seems like they don't care. And, of course, the other thing about it is, if somebody in the family is fighting, the judge may appoint a independent party to be the, the, the guardian, which ordinarily I would say, if you're planning things out, you don't want an independent guardian. Because, one, the fees... The fees could be tremendous when you think about years, especially if you have money and you have an independent guardian managing your estate. For every check they write, they get a commission in effect. And over years, obviously, if you're paying fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars a month to a nursing home each month, they get a commission on that. And that might be easier for them to do that than to figure out some kind of plan of care where you take the loved one out of a nursing home. Again, you don't want a guardianship. You can never guarantee it because if people fight in the family and somebody wants to bring you into a guardianship 
court, you may end up that way. But the first step in trying to avoid a guardianship is to do a power of attorney, name a family member, hopefully a family member you can trust, put them on the power of attorney. And again, I'm not saying blanketly uh, sign a power of attorney, because if you give it to the wrong person, they can wipe you out, they can steal you blind. And I mean, most people are honest, but there are relatives who will steal from you. You know, it's not that common, but it does happen and you got to be careful. But whatever you do, you, you can put a power of attorney, you can put in a power of attorney that it can't be used unless a medical doctor says you're not able to conduct your matters in a competent manner. You can put that in there if you don't trust somebody. But if you're married and you trust your spouse and you want to protect your spouse, I strongly recommend you think about a power of attorney. And because you've got to ask yourself, who do I trust more, my, my spouse or the court system? And I hope you trust your spouse more. You know, and, you know, life's not easy sometimes, but if you're going to do your planning and you have family members you can trust, I would do a power of attorney naming those family members you can trust. I'd be wary about giving a power of attorney to a neighbor up the street or... Your friend from church, that's a big one too. Yeah, you know, I, I'd be wary about that. And, you know, we can always talk it over what options you have and what, you know, what kind of strings you want to keep what controls you want, whether you want a monitor, um, which we don't use that often, but you can have a monitor to monitor what the power of attorney does. Those are some of your options. And if you want to come in and talk to us about it, give us a call at Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes. You'll listen to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, accompanied by Nicole Donnelly. Thank Thank you. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, still accompanied by Nicole Donnelly. Uh, Nicole, we were talking about powers of attorney, and you had some comments about powers of attorney. I just want to bring it to the uh, listener's attention and maybe you can tell them what's the difference between a bank power of attorney and a power of attorney that they'd sign like at Connors and Sullivan. Okay, well, a bank power of attorney really is a very basic power of attorney. It allows you to access those accounts and pay bills. And if that's all you have, let's say your relative had that stroke. And the reason I use a stroke 
you know, most illnesses you have time to react. Somebody's got Alzheimer's, you have more than enough time to get the proper document signed. Somebody, you know, has cancer, there's usually more than enough time to get your affairs in order. It's the stroke that hits like the sudden bolt of lightning that throws the family into disarray. So that's why, in a lot of cases, that's why I use a stroke. It could be a heart attack in some cases. But in any event, let's say somebody has a stroke, you have a bank file of attorney, that allows you to access those accounts. Now, the bank power of attorney, again, if you have one, don't throw it away. But the problem with the bank power of attorney is, let's say you want to apply for Medicaid. There's some Medicaid agencies that if you want to set up what's a pooled income trust, and I know this is going to get start, starting to get convoluted, but let's say you have a relative that wants to apply for home care Medicaid. They have $4,000 a month income. In order to qualify for Medicaid, they have to put roughly $2,200 a month in what we call a pooled income trust. And let's say if the person's incompetent, and remember in this case we are applying for home care Medicaid, so they may not be competent. We have to set up the pooled income trust to qualify because in theory $4,000 a month is too much income to qualify for home care Medicaid. There are some agencies that will not take, let's say, a bank power of attorney because the bank power of attorney does not give you the authority to set up a pooled income trust. The bank power of attorney is, is very, very limited. They're good forms. They allow you to access the accounts. They allow you to pay bills, but they don't allow you to set up a pooled income trust. And here's very important. Let's say between husband and wife. Let's say husband and wife, you have a house. The deed is 50% husband, 50% wife. The deed says John Smith and Mary Smith is wife. Husband has a stroke. He's going to a nursing home. There's rental income on the house. Maybe there's an investment property they own, not a residence. Wife wants to apply for Medicaid for the husband. Well, if he has a, a residential property, that may not be a problem. But let's say for the sake of argument, we apply for Medicaid for the husband and the wife, husband and wife is still on the deed. The wife dies first, the husband's on Medicaid. We may lose that house to Medicaid or at least a lot of equity on that house we're going to lose to Medicaid. So that's why, you know, we want to do, we want to switch that house over to a trust. We cannot sign the husband's name to the deed without a power of attorney and the bank power of attorney does not allow us to transfer assets between husband and wife doesn't allow us to make gifts. Some of the bank power of attorneys allow us to make gifts up to $5,000. But if you have a million dollar house, a $2 million house, a $5,000 gift ain't going to get you there. I mean, 5000 a year for 20 years, I don't know. Um, so that's why, you know, we want a specially drafted power of attorney. And a lot of people say, I don't need a power of attorney. I had a power of attorney drafted by a lawyer, you know, five, 10 years ago. That may be so. But I've seen a lot of power of attorneys drafted by real estate lawyers and general practice lawyers that really don't go through all the details. They have the standard form, and the standard form is much better than nothing, but the standard form does not cover all the things that might happen that you might need a power of attorney for. Um, again, we talked about the pooled income trust. We talked about the pooled income trust. We talked about transferring assets between husband and wife. Sometimes we may want to set up a trust for a disabled child, and we need a specially drafted power of attorney to do that. Sometimes maybe we want to take care of a pet, and we want to set some money up. And the reason I say that, Otto's right here beside us. Let's say we want to set up a trust for a pet. 
And, you know, the power of attorney doesn't allow you to do that in and of itself. So the standard form power of attorney, that's why you need a specially drafted power of attorney. And believe me, if you have a power of attorney done by a general practice lawyer, a real estate lawyer, there's a good shot that it doesn't cover all the bases. So, you know, if if you come in here, we like to try to, you know, cover everything from, you know, beginning to end, every possible conceptual problem that may come up. And that's why our power of attorneys, you know, it's got 40 some odd paragraphs. It's maybe too much to read. But at the same time, we're trying to cover every possible scenario that could come under the sun. And again, if you want to put in the power of attorney that it can't be used unless a medical doctor says it can't be used unless a medical doctor says that I cannot handle my affairs in a competent manner, you can do that. Now, you got to be careful what you wish for, because I've been in situations, let's say, where you do have that clause, and then when the time comes, you're borderline, and a medical doctor is not wanting to commit. A lot of doctors don't want to get sued by somebody, and so they won't commit to anything. So, yeah, you could be in a coma, and the doctor says, well, you know, I know he's in a coma, but he may come out of it, so I can't say he can't handle his affairs in a competent manner. Meanwhile, you're paying $16,000 a month maybe to a nursing home, and believe me, in that case, time is money when you're paying $500 a day to a nursing home. So, again, power of attorney, you could have a monitor. Let's say you have, you know, you have one of your children as power of attorney. Maybe you have another one of your kids as a monitor to, to check on, as the ability to check on what the kids are doing. And I don't want to say, listen, uh, majority of children will do the right thing for their parents. I don't think there's any question about that. There are some people who are not honest. There are some people who will steal. And we do have to have safeguards and whatever. I think you know your children, though. You should know whether you can trust your children or not. So, you know, take it from there. Can you trust your children? If you can trust your children, I'd strongly recommend you think about doing a power of attorney. If you can't trust them, then we got to talk because then I don't know what to do. But we still want to talk it over and see what other options are available. Were there any other questions about power of attorney that you have? Do you need a power of attorney if you're a beneficiary on somebody's account? No, but you can't access the account. That's another question sometimes. Let's say you have a bank account. Mom has a bank account and trust for a daughter. Fine, good. That will avoid probate. That will get the assets in that trust and trust for a bank account out to the daughter after mom's gone. But mom has that stroke. Daughter can't touch the money with just a beneficiary form without a power of attorney. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, my daughter's name's on all my accounts. Well, fine. If it's joint, the daughter will be able to access the account. In theory, she can't make a gift to herself on a joint bank account. I know it's done, and I know you might be able to get away with it. But if you get audited, either by Medicaid or the IRS, and I haven't seen it often by the IRS, but occasionally, very occasionally, the IRS may question the fact, did you have authority to make gifts to yourself under the power of attorney? And if not, they may draft drag those gifts back into the taxable estate. If you're borderline, of course, in New York, let's say if you have close to a $7 million estate, it's possible they could drag those gifts back. And then, you know, to drag back, let's say, $100,000 in gifts, let's say, you know, $18,000 times five people, which would be $90,000. You drag $90,000 back into the estate, that could cost you $120,000 in taxes. And I know the math seems crazy, but that's what it is. So... You know, we're we're trying to cover everything in our powers of attorney. And life is not always as simple as we'd like it to be. It's not always 
it's difficult. You know, estate planning is, is it's not rocket science, but it's something you have to think about. And it, there are a lot of traps for the unwary in estate planning, and we see that happen. And we see estate, you know, Nicole, I think, you know, coined the phrase on this show, estate planning gone wrong. Have you seen any other estate planning gone wrong? I've seen a lot of it. That's why we're talking about husbands and wives and the misconception that they have the automatic rights to sign for each other. Uh, another estate planning gone wrong was wills and witnesses. That's usually what happens with that. But going back to power of attorneys, can we tell the listeners the difference between a power of attorney that they can get online and the power of attorney that they'd get at Connors and Sullivan? Well, again, the power of attorney you can get online is going to be probably similar to the bank power of attorney you have. And listen, if you go to your bank and you say, I want to put my son or daughter on the power of attorney, and the bank gives you their standard form, that's fine, if, assuming you trust your son or daughter. There's no harm in that. But again, that power of attorney is going to be limited. And the same thing, if you get a power of attorney online, you know, some states, like New York banks, I don't know. It seems like sometimes some of the New York banks are just not customer-friendly. They want to give you a reason why you can't use the power of attorney. Of course, they're afraid of being sued. But they, they want to give you a reason why they don't want to accept the power of attorney. And if you use an online power of attorney form, there's a good shot the bank will not accept it. Now, the one good thing is if you do the New York State statutory form, and if it's in good form and order, uh, any bank that does business in New York, which is practically any bank in the world, because almost every bank in the world has a branch in New York. So any any bank doing business in New York is required to accept a New York State statutory power of attorney. Now, sometimes you have to call the legal department because we have somebody goes to do a power of attorney. They go to a certain bank bank branch the branch offices no we only take our power of attorney that's not true push comes to shove you call the legal department you call the legal department and they will take the new york state power of attorney but even sometimes occasionally we have to go to court and that again is a hassle but under new york state law any bank that does business any financial institution that does business in New York has to accept a New York State statutory power of attorney form, which is at Connors and Sullivan. That's what we're going to give you with riders that try to cover practically every situation. You know, anytime we ever come up with a situation, and it hasn't happened in a long time, but anytime the situation comes up that it hasn't happened before, we add the paragraph. But again, we haven't done that in a long time because after the first, let's say, 20 years of doing this, I think we've covered practically every possible scenario that could come up. I think I would agree. All right. So, power of attorney, extremely powerful form. Again, it's not a cure-all, but if you want to stay out of court, you don't want to have to go get a guardian appointed. I'd strongly recommend you think about doing a power of attorney if you have relatives you can trust. If you don't have relatives to trust, maybe we got to talk about it and see what options are out there. But in any event, if you want to do your planning, you want to give us a call at Connors and Sullivan, give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in a few minutes.
How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888 888- Nine five four seven four six three, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number six two five nine one, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number three four three eight four nine nine zero, Stewart Avenue, Suite six six zero, Garden City, New York one one five three zero. Licensed mortgage banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. I'm glad to be joined by Marty Golden, Vice President of Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens. And I say Brooklyn and Queens because I know some of our listeners get a little confused, especially our Staten Island listeners. And how many years has Catholic Charities of Brooklyn been around? We are around 125 years we're celebrating this year, the same year that the city of Brooklyn became the city of New York. And that's how long we go back, and we're the second largest in the nation. Uh, we do a tremendous amount of work, uh, and it's a long period of time, over 125 years. Few not-for-profits can say that. Yeah. Now, you say 20, 125 years, second largest in the nation. Who's the largest in the nation? Chicago, I believe, is larger than we are. Mm-hmm. So we're bigger than the New York Archdiocese. The Archdiocese consists of the Bronx, Manhattan, and Staten Island. 
And uh, if you take the numbers and just take a look at the numbers, you can see the difference between Brooklyn and Queens. You know, almost 6 million people or more than 6 million people living here uh, today anyway. Um, and uh, it's, those are big numbers. And there are big needs out there in the communities. And uh, Catholic Charities is providing them. Millions of people each year we serve. Uh, hundreds of thousands each, each month and millions. All right. So, again, and I want to distinguish this because I just had a conversation with a, a couple today. And we were talking about Catholic Charities, and they were thinking about Catholic Charities, some office they had in Staten Island. So there is a difference. There is. But they both do great work, uh, and uh, there are numbers of them up and down the state of New York. Uh, but this one here, like I said, is the second largest in the nation. It is, uh, like I said, helping millions of people that are in need uh, across this uh, Brooklyn and Queens. And believe it, it needs a big uh, families uh, from early uh, learning to uh, helping out our children and education and taking care of those in need uh, and food. Uh, we had 25, 26 uh, food pantries and uh, three years ago. Today we have over 60. Uh, and the lines around these churches for the food pantries is, is amazing. And people are out there at 5 o'clock in the morning waiting to get food. Uh, it's pretty sad uh, that we're going through this in this period of time in our lives, but it's pretty, pretty difficult. And that's not including the seniors with a second to the, you know, when you think about it, to the federal government when it comes to housing uh, for seniors uh, in uh, New York here, in Brooklyn and Queens. We have almost 5,000 housing units. Uh, the only other one that uh, uh, has more than that is this country, our nation. This nation is number one. We are number two in the nation when it comes to housing for these good seniors, the uh, vets that uh, uh, are homeless vets and our homeless families. Yeah, there's, a, there's a, a home for homeless veterans too out in Queens and Howard Beach area, right? Yes. Yes, and we work with them very closely because there's a need there. You know, we have Fort Hamilton right here, down here, and you can see, uh, unfortunately, you've got people sleeping on the benches outside Fort Hamilton. These are homeless people that are out there and looking for food and, and looking for shelter, and uh, we go out there and we do the best we can to find that shelter for them and like, to make sure that they have food. How many, how many programs does Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens run? We have over 160 programs. Uh, as a matter of fact, part of the 125th anniversary is getting out to get the information out of what we do, who we are, and what we do. A lot of people have no idea what we do, and I think that's going to be one of the big issues that we're going to uh, be uh, putting forward in this 125th anniversary. When you take a look at the numbers of people that are in need, we have two committees that we set up, subcommittees, and then there's going to be a host of subcommittees after that as well, and that's just to get the... Uh, uh, message out and deal and get more of the young people involved and engaged. Like we have Anthony Stumbo and John Farrell Jr. and um, Bob Golden Jr. Now, both John Farrell and Bob Golden Jr. followed their father's footsteps. And we need more young people getting engaged in Catholic Charities so that we can have uh, the opportunity to grow and to be able to take care of all the needs of Catholic Charity. It's difficult, and we're going to continue. Okay, so, and, and, and this is... To some of us, it's a stupid question, but it's really not. Does Catholic Charities only serve those people of the Catholic faith? Not at all. Uh, we are non-denominational when it comes to we, we, color, creed. It uh, does not uh, uh, come into play here. It's about the need 
uh, taking care of the poor, the abandoned, the uneducated, the sick, uh, the seniors, uh, children, um, uh, health care, um, you name it, uh, mental health, uh, you name it, we are there, drugs. Uh, we are there to take care of the uh, people in our communities and to make sure that they have uh, places to, to go and for us to go to them and make sure that they get into the necessary programs that they need to get them back on their feet. Like, for instance, what do you guys do in mental health? We have programs throughout the uh, Brooklyn and Queens area, and we go into not only the homes uh, that requested, but we have places set up where people can come in, and we have actual work with different hospitals and different uh, um, uh, areas, medical uh, facilities that have people coming in that have mental health issues, and we work with them and with their family and uh, to make sure that this person gets back on it on his feet or her feet and that if they're taking the proper medications and to make sure that uh, there is opportunity for them for the future. Now, do you know how many seniors that you're, you said it was largest, but how many seniors are being housed by Catholic Charities? Well, about 4,400, somewhere in that category where you have another housing unit going up. Um, this year we're going to break ground and the following year we're breaking ground. And so it'll be another uh, almost 300 units over the course of the next two to three years. Over the next three to four years, we are breaking ground on a number of units around Brooklyn and Queens so that we can take care of the needs of the seniors and the homeless families and, of course, our vets as well. Yeah. Do you know how many veterans are being served by the uh, facility do, in Howard Beach? I do not, but I do know that it's got to be that those. None of our facilities are under 100, so it's, well, it's got to be 130, 140, somewhere in that category. All right, so what's up with 125 years? What are we doing? We're doing the same thing that we start. Well, we're doing many more things than we did when we started. But the good part about it is that there is, uh, we're there. Uh, the, the bad part is that the needs are growing, and they're growing faster and faster. And we need more people, and we need more dollars. Uh, dollars are a need. Uh, thank God that we're able to, Monsignor Lapinto does a fantastic job, and Father Keating, and making sure that the funds are made available to the 160 programs and to the staff to make sure that we can get our message out, but also to do what's right for those that need it. Sick, education, abandoned, poor, those in need, uh, those that need our help, we are there for them. And we're going to make sure that we continue to do that. And uh, like I said, uh, 160 programs is not easy to manage, and uh, Monsignor Lapinto is doing a fantastic job at doing uh, uh, God's work. And uh, the bishop is proud of this uh, great organization, and should be because it is, like I said, the second largest in the nation. But when you take a look at the millions that we serve each year, the lines of people outside these food banks looking for food each and every day, it, it, it's just uh, it's chilling uh, to believe that uh, this still goes on uh, in this state and this city and this uh, and the way it's going, the way it, it's 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 getting worse, not better. So we need to be able to take care of these people, make sure they have the food, make sure they have the good health, make sure they have education for their kids, and making sure that we have the opportunities for housing uh, for these families that need it. Now, Joe, I, we had dinner with Joe Piscopo the other night, and he was saying that he was going to be at the. Uh annual dinner this year in September. What's the exact date? That's going to be September 26th. And uh, we're looking forward to a great event. Uh, we have some great honorees. And uh, Bob Pape is one of our honorees. Uh, he's, uh, uh works with the foundation uh, here and the Catholic Foundation. 
Yeah, uh, Bob Pape used to be on our show a few times when he was working for the Little Sisters of the Poor. He is, and they were having their lawsuits against the Obama administration. He is very, very good. Uh, we're very proud to have him. We're going to have a gentleman called Vinny LaVienne. He's going to be one of our honorees. And Vinny is well-known and well-liked. And uh, I'm sure you'll be... Uh, uh, he'll be well deserved. He's, he's deserving of it, and we're very happy that he's going to be part of it. Um, we have uh, a young lady, um, Francesca Yelko. She is the bridge to life, and uh, she is the CEO there, and she's doing God's work and taking care of women and children and making sure that they have opportunities. Uh, and we're going to continue to work with them and to make sure that they have the opportunities that they need to be able to get uh, uh, to be successful. And we're looking forward to that. Yeah, and I'm going to change the subject slightly now, but when we're talking to Joe Piscopo, we're both excited. Oh, I left out, I'm sorry, I left out uh, Tom Gretsch. Tom Gretsch, the uh, head of the Chamber of Commerce in Queens. Okay. Uh, he's going to be our honoree as well. You know, I think sometimes you guys neglect the Queens part of the diocese. Not at all. Queens. No, is... I think you do. No. <laughs> Tom is a very good guy, and uh, we had uh, lunch with him, and uh, believe me, he does a great job out there, and uh, so does the uh, here in Brooklyn. They do a great job, but we're happy to see him stepping up to the plate and being one of the honorees this year uh, because he can bring a lot to the table, and that's what we need. Well, I was changing the subject again because when we're talking to Joe Piscopo, we're both excited about a movie coming out about Mother Cabrini, who I think really, you know, exemplifies the work of Catholic Charities. Now, yes, she was mostly centered in Manhattan, but I think she also had some missions here in Brooklyn. And it's an extraordinary story. And when I first heard about the movie, I'd say, who would want to watch a movie about a nun? Uh, and no offense, you know, it's not very exciting. But I think she had a very dynamic life and a very tough life. And, you know, she deserves to be honored. And it, the previews I've seen of this, the film, we talked to the producer the other night, he showed us about five, six clips. It's a very powerful movie. And, you know, the hostility toward immigrants back in the, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s was probably, and of course, these were immigrants who were legal immigrants, so we're not going to get into the political dynamics then. But, you know, there was, there was, there was a lot of prejudice against immigrants. And I think that's why Catholic Charities was formed, to help these immigrants. That's exactly right. Um, Francis Xavier Cabrini was uh, a great uh, saint and a great person. Uh, what people are looking for today, who is uh, the next Francis Cabrini here in our communities? That's the need that is out there. And Catholic Charities is doing the best it can to deliver those needs. But we need more people like that good, good nun. Uh, she worked, uh, she went into one of the orders and... Uh, Wanted to become well, she a formed nun. her own order. Correct. She formed the Mission Sisters of the Sacred Heart. Uh, and she worked in an orphanage for seven years uh, before she was, uh, her and several others, uh, went into the Mission Sisters of the Sacred Heart. And these young women uh, joined an orphanage. And the orphanage, unfortunately, was closed. And in 1880, and uh, the Pope called her and asked her uh, to go overseas. She wanted to go to China, and uh, the good uh, Pope Leo said, no. Uh, Leo VIII said, we'd like you to really go into the West, head to New York, and she did. And uh, so did the other six women that were with her, and they, six sisters, and they opened up their orphanage, uh, 
the, here in the city of New York. And then she went on to open up uh, 67 different institutions dedicated to the poor, the abandoned, the uneducated, and the sick. Uh, and she worked with the Italian immigrants in making sure that they didn't lose their faith. And she helped organize schools and adult education classes as well. So she actually has a footprint that very few people could fill. She is excellent in being able to take care of the needs of these people, and she knew what she had to do when she got here. Nobody stopped her. She went out there, and that's why she's a valiant woman. She went out there and she fought and to make sure that these good people had that housing, had food, had jobs, had education, and had the ability to live in the greatest city and the greatest nation in the world, New York City. And she was here in Brooklyn, and she was across the uh, five boroughs, so that's what I understand anyway. All right. Now let's get back to Catholic Charities of Brooklyn. Somebody wants to make a donation. Somebody wants to find out more about the programs. Where do they go? they got to call uh, the Catholic Charities, and uh, we're at 191 Jerolamon and, uh, in downtown Brooklyn. And uh, we do, uh, uh, we're there seven days a week. We're there to help anybody that needs help. Uh, we're there Monday to Friday, and our offices are opened, and we're there with phone and web on uh, Saturdays and Sundays, and uh, we're there to help anybody that needs it. So the, uh, I'm sure you have the Catholic Charities address and the web, web page. You have it with you there? Not offhand, but we'll talk about it on the off hour. Well, when the, we wrap up the show, we'll put it in there. Are there any special events besides the dinner in September for the 125th anniversary? That's a big one. We have, uh, yeah, there'll be you know close to a thousand people at the dinner, uh, and it's a great, uh, like I said, 125th anniversary. Uh, we have the coat of arms coming up. That'll be in April. Uh, that'll be for the. Uh, breakfast, uh, mass and breakfast at the bishop's house, uh, and uh, that will be, like I said, the beginning of April. Uh, we also have a golf outing coming up, uh, which will also, uh, that'll be in June, and we have a host of different events that will be coming up between now and uh, the dinner uh, in September, and of course going past the dinner, uh, to be able to address the concerns of the people in our communities and to address our 125th anniversary and proudly walk down the street with the great Monsignor Lapinto, Father Keating, the good bishop, and being able to deliver those services for the people across Brooklyn and Queens. Marty Golden, thank you for uh, coming on the show, talking about Catholic Charities. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't do it without people like yourself, and I understand you're going to be doing something with with the uh, uh, the good uh, St. Francis Cabrini uh, somewhere in the you know, I don't future. think we're doing it with her, but we're doing it with the people well, that made for, the movie. For, we're going to do it for the people that made the movie. Yeah. And hopefully we can join you and be part of that. That'll be a great event. All right. Thanks again, Thank Marty. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. 
now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Again, you know, thanks to Marty Golden uh, for coming by and talking about uh, Catholic Charities. We'll have their, what, Michael, can we check up their website and, you know, put it before the end of the show? Yeah, absolutely. It's on um, CCBQ. If you just put that in your search bar, you're going to find it. But we'll get the more detailed results on their website. Right. Well, Catholic Charities be. Brooklyn and Queens, CCBQ. You can get their website. CCBQ.org. Dot org. And I mean, you know, I've been involved with Catholic Charities, I think, for about the last five or so years. Uh, and it, it really is a great organization, and there are really dedicated people that take care of the poor. And, you know, mental health services, senior citizens, they house thousands of senior citizens, homeless veterans... Uh, they're, you know, they're taking care of the homeless veterans. It's the only homeless veteran home that I know in the area. I'm not talking about the state-run nursing homes or whatever. Um, and, and they do a tremendous job. And Marty Golden, who was, you know, our city councilman and state senator here for many, many years, is doing a great job with Catholic Charities. So if you have it in mind, and, and again, if you're doing your will, remember, if you want to leave uh, some money to Catholic char- Charities, Come in, we'll work on it, and you can leave it there. And, I, you know, I just, God bless her, you know, Miss Smith, we just wrote out a check uh, to Catholic Charities. We just wrote out a check to Catholic Charities, and she was a wonderful woman. Beth, you want to tell a story about speaking slow? Well, it was after one of the um, seminars that Mike was given, and um I was outside in the van, and we were going to be loading up the van with all the the stuff. And she walked downstairs, and she and her friend came over to the window. And, you know, we were talking a minute, and, and she said, um, you know, we love the radio show. And I said, it is so embarrassing for me because Mike will tell me to talk, start talking about something. And then I'll start talking about it. And then, you know, he moves his hand like, okay, hurry up, hurry up. And, I, and I'm going... I can't hurry up. I talk very slowly. And she said, well, that's okay. We we listen slowly. And that made me feel good. All right. Good. God bless her soul. She God did bless some her. good work with her will at the end. Uh, speaking of wills, and of course, that's what we do at Connors and Sullivan. And Michael, let's go through a couple of the old things. Again, if somebody wants to listen, people have been asking, when do you do seminars? And when are you going to do seminars again? We're probably not going to do them until April. But in the meanwhile, where can they get a listen to the seminar? Well, if you want to hear Dad talk about estate planning and kind of get a summary idea of what you should be thinking about, you want to go to youtube.com and enter into the search bar, Connors and Sullivan Video Seminar. You should see a nice long video with Dad right there. And... He should cover most of the most basic questions, and if you look at that and decide you want to dig deeper, well, that's obviously the, your moment to try and find a free consultation. Okay, and again, um, just 
we speak a number of languages in this office, and I can't keep track of them all, but can you list them again? Like if you have a relative who's not fluent in English, there are a lot of languages we cover in this office. Absolutely. Um, well, unfortunately these days, it's uh, you actually have to say the fact that your attorneys speak English because very few people actually know how to write and speak in the language. But um, anyway, but at Connors & Sullivan, we do offer English, Spanish, Italian, Greek, Russian, Polish, Romanian, Ukrainian, Mandarin, Cantonese, Fujianese, Tagalog, and Hindi. That's a good bunch. You know, and believe it or not, we probably use almost all of those languages uh, in, in a month's time. We probably use, obviously, Spanish we use a couple of times every day. Russian we use, you know, today in, in Staten Island we use Russian. Um, and believe you know there are a lot of people here and there there are a lot of immigrants coming over and and a lot of these people are working very hard and they're buying real estate and they're working extremely hard to pay off their mortgages and i give them all the credit in the world because that's what's driving i think the the new york economy and you know talking about immigrants we're going to have a showing of the movie cabrini on March 12th at 6.30 p.m. at Sheepshead Bay Regal Studios. And it's going to be free. If you it, want to... Go ahead, Beth. It has to be first come, first serve. And we've done this before, and we do have to cut people off. But um, first come, first serve, we've got 200 tickets. All right, so we have 200 free tickets. Give us a call at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. You know, ask for Chris, Chris LeBoy, and she's the one who's going to be in charge of it. And again, the tickets are free, but the one thing we ask you, if you're asking for a ticket, you have to be put on the line. Please show up. And if you're not going to show up because of last minute, let us know and we give the ticket to the, the next person. Because we, we will have a waiting list. We've done this in the past. Um we were fortunate enough to meet the people that were um, the the producer. The um, it, it's very hard to get a movie done, and particularly something like this, which is I'm gonna say it's faith based, but it is a biography of an extraordinary woman. And um, we met these people, and the he he produced another movie, Bella. If people remember that one from a while back, that was a that once again was an excellent movie, and that was about um, the unborn baby. And um, so this anyway, so we've got this going, and uh, I would I would say anybody who comes to see this is going to think it's a, a great movie, but if you are of Italian descent, I'm going to say please come see it. Please come see it because, you know, we're all proud of our ancestors, where we come from. And this is something that just shows the beauty, the magnificence, the fortitude of of Italian immigrants. You know, the the thing that I like the most, there were snippets. We didn't get to see the whole movie, but there were snippets in this one snippet that was very important that they were talking about. Um Mother Cabrini, it was important for her to let Italian children know that they that their ancestors were worthy 
of their love and admiration. So in the schools that she set up, they would they would sing Italian music and learn Italian history, but then they would also learn about the United States because this is their new home. So it was a dual thing. Be proud of where you come from and be proud of who you are now in the United States to help build the United States. Yeah, so again, if you want tickets to the film, it's going to be first come, first serve, but give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. The date is March 12th, the time is 6.30, 6.30 p.m., don't show up at 6.30 a.m. because I don't think you're going to see anybody there. And just call here at Sakana's and Sullivan, ask for Chris LeBoy, and we've already started the list, so... You know, again, first come, first served. The only thing we ask, if if you do ask for a ticket, please show up. Because we don't want to have wasted tickets. We don't want to have empty seats. Meanwhile, thank you very much for listening to Ask the Lawyer. We're going to be back next week at the same time and places. Don't forget to give us a call for your estate planning needs at Connors & Sullivan. See you next week, same time and places. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors & Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.